Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. On a recent edition of the Electronic Cottage, we took a look at a topic we've discussed periodically over the years, the expansion in commercial DNA testing services, with the goal of discussing some of the recent developments in DNA testing and their implications on our individual and community lives. Now, we're not making any claims here, but it is interesting to note that a day after the broadcast of that episode, the Department of Defense issued a memorandum entitled, quote, Direct-to-Consumer Genetic Testing Advisory for Military Members, end quote. Undoubtedly, that was a coincidence. Nevertheless, there is a remarkable similarity between the content of that DOD memorandum and the content of that Electronic Cottage episode. From the Department of Defense Memorandum, quote, It has come to the attention of the DOD that some direct-to-consumer, DTC, genetic testing companies are encouraging personnel to purchase genetic ancestry and health information through the offering of military discounts or other incentives. These DTC genetic tests are largely unregulated and could expose personal and genetic information, and potentially create unintended security consequences and increased risk to the joint force and mission. Exposing sensitive genetic information to outside parties poses personal and operational risks to service members. DTC genetic tests that provide health information have varying levels of validity, and many are not reviewed by the Food and Drug Administration before they're offered meaning that they may be sold without independent analysis to verify the claims of the seller. Possible inaccuracies pose more risk to military personnel than to the public due to service member requirements to disclose medical information that affects readiness. Testing outside the military health system is unlikely to include a clear description of this risk. Moreover, there's increased concern in the scientific community that outside parties are exploiting the use of genetic data for questionable purposes, including mass surveillance and the ability to track individuals without their authorization or awareness. Until notified otherwise, military personnel are advised to refrain from the purchase and or use of DTC genetic services. End quote. Something to think about even if one is not in the military. While it is great fun to imagine that folks are finding out what their genetic heritage is, and fairly often, as the memorandum suggests, imagining is not a bad description for the accuracy of these commercial DNA scans, there are two pretty serious other consequences that can result from DNA test information. One, as we discussed on a previous program, is the generally unintended result that not only the person who spits into a tube, but all of that person's relatives out to at least third cousins have effectively had their DNA made searchable by the police authorities and presumably by any high-end hacker who cares to invade the online databases that hold the DNA of 12 plus million Americans and by extension, their relatives. The other is that DNA scans can indicate that a person, or a person's close relatives, have proclivities to develop certain diseases in the future. For years, the FDA prohibited 23andMe, 
At the time, the only DNA testing company trying to offer screening for potential diseases from offering that service for a variety of reasons. Today, however, 23andMe, as well as Ancestry Health and other providers, will not only tell you where they think your ancestors came from, they'll tell you if you have certain genes that suggest you may develop Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer's or a number of other maladies down the road. This, as the Defense Department memorandum also suggested, is very potent information. This type of DNA information is so potentially potent, in fact, that the federal government, over a decade ago, passed the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, or GINA. GINA prohibits employers from discriminating against employees or job applicants on the basis of DNA information and prohibits employers from requiring employees to take or submit DNA scans. GINA also prohibits health insurers from requiring or using DNA information to make eligibility, coverage, underwriting, or premium setting decisions. Those are two very important protections. But there are a whole lot of other uses that DNA information can be put to, so it's important to also know what the GINA law doesn't cover. Quoting from the website of the Federal National Genome Research Institute, quote, GINA does not apply to employers with fewer than 15 employees. It does not cover long-term care insurance, life insurance, or disability insurance, end quote. Nor, by the way, does it apply to, for example, senior housing applications or long-term care facilities or pretty much any sort of organization which might prefer not to have to deal with people who are likely to develop diseases that will require a lot of care down the road. Those are some pretty big exceptions. Some life insurance companies are already trying to require applicants for life insurance to submit genomic information. And while employers can't require employees to provide DNA information as a condition of employment, Employers can, under GINA, ask for that information as part of a company wellness program. Those types of wellness programs, usually advertised by employers as a way to encourage the workforce to be more healthy and, incidentally, to lower a company's health insurance costs, will often offer reduced insurance premiums to employees who, for example, wear Fitbit-type devices that can be monitored to ensure that employees are exercising regularly. Discounts might also be perfectly legally offered to employees who spit in a tube and share the results with their employer. In short, what many people have done on a lark to find out if great-grandpa really did come from the Emerald Isle or wherever has many more potential ramifications than merely being able to officially wear green in the St. Paddy's Day parade, a fact pointed out with admirable clarity by the Department of Defense. Technology is grand, except when it isn't so grand, and we're all wise to be aware of both aspects of technology so that we can add our voices to conversations on how technology can and cannot be used. And we'll do our best to help keep those conversations going right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Mm -hmm.